0: Some are clapping and some are dancing, but you know all of it's acceptable. Thank you very much band. Welcome everyone. Please greet those people around you. You can smile, you can hug, you can fist pump, you can high five. We passed COVID so we can get into each other's faces and spaces. And it's great to be in the house of God. And also welcome to our online viewers, our family from afar, wherever you are, you are always welcome. And tonight you're in for a wonderful time. I have a few announcements to make, so let me just get through those all, because I know that you're eager to hear what the Lord has for all of us tonight. Can I just ask by raising our hands, do we have any visitors here this evening? Can you just place your, uh, please raise your hands for us? Because we would like to welcome you and give you a proper welcome, and perhaps put something in your hands. So please don't be shy. If there's anyone, please just raise your hands. No one that I can see, because it's the old folk, the regular crowd. So welcome. So let's welcome one another, anyway in the house of God. <laughs> Wonderful. <clears throat> Pertaining to the um, um, announcements, well, first of all, we've got a very special preacher here tonight. This is a man that can move. You know, he, he can dance. He can really dance. But he, not what you think, please, please. He danced in the boxing ring. And all his opponents eventually gave up, and then he came for the knockout punch. And now he gives the knockout punch for the kingdom of God. And he's relentless, and he's continuing the work of God. So let's give a warm welcome for Pastor George. (laughs) Amen, amen, amen. Just briefly in terms of what's coming up, this coming weekend, e-weekend, we have the equipping weekend, and it seems that there are always the one or the two who misunderstand this, and for those via our online um, viewing, uh, let me put it as simple as I can, because maybe we sometimes don't explain it well. There are four e-courses, e1, 2, 3, and 4. You do them also in that order of E1, 2, 3, and 4. So if you've never done the E course, then you're invited to do the E1. And if you're going to do the E1, you only come Saturday morning. This Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, we see you here. That's if you do the E1. If you are doing the E2, 3, or 4, you have to attend two days. In other words, a Friday evening evening as well as a Saturday morning. So this coming Friday at 7 o'clock here at the church, from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock will be the E2, E3, and E4. You are not finished then. You have to come back on the Saturday as well. Then you will join up with the E1s, as you will also then from 9 o'clock until around about between 12 and 1, you will do your E2, your e E3 and E4, which you started the previous night. All right. am i making myself clear. Is there, there, there's no ambiguity in what I'm saying. It's all understood. All right. So we invite all of you to come, even if you've done it before, come again, because there, things, there are things that will be refreshing and things will be new and things that didn't make sense then that will perhaps now make sense. So come and be equipped and trained in God. Then we have launched a new website for the Bible College, or Bible School, let's call it the Bible School, for safety's sake. And you can now already start registering online. Whether you want to do the curriculum online, or you want to do just certain modular courses, you can register. You can also register if you're gonna do the campus next year, because you can register already. And for those who are going to do the campus, which next year we will have first, second, third, and fourth years, you can register now already. Get your finances in order to get ready for next year. That's why we start early now. We will send out the necessary information over the next period of time so that you can prepare yourself. It is vital that we equip ourselves in God. For what's going on in the world, you have to know what's in God's Word. It's the only way that you're going to remain standing, you and your house Equip yourself. Train up yourself. It's the best investment you will make for yourself. If there's one time in your life that you can be selfish, it is then. Invest in yourself. Equipping yourself in God's Word. I give you this one promise. Ask any person that have done Bible school. You will never be the same. You will never be the same. And it's for the better. All right. Then... A very exciting news. The last weekend of October month, that Friday evening, the Friday now, the 28th, we're going to start here in this church and we're going to pray all through the night. We're going to start, and those of you who haven't done it before or don't know what it is, we're going to pray and we will lead through various pastors and and, and leaders in terms of the prayer, you can come anytime during the course of that night. You can come for the whole night. You can bring your cushion. You can bring your duvet. When you want to take a rest, you can sleep anywhere here in the side. And when you're ready, you get up again and you pray with a rest. There will be coffee. We will help you with that. We are going to pray right through the night. And that Saturday morning, we will have a mass Saturday prayer meeting here in the church. There are specific topics that we are going to pray about. It will be the highlight in terms of what we've been building up towards the whole of October month. Book the 28th and come and pray with us. We need your help with this. And those who are online, we ask you to come as well. We need all people to pray with us. Serious matters need to be prayed about and prayed for. Serious matters need to be prayed against so that we stand against that. We are taking prayer very serious. Our country, the future of our own lives, the future of our children is at stake. And when the body of Christ get together and we pray, things change happen. Things have always happened when we do days like those. So the Friday the 28th we're most likely going to start probably around about seven o'clock. We want to give the people some sufficient time for those who still work on a Friday and right through the night we will pray. We look forward seeing you there. Get your duvet and your pillow ready already because we're going to see you here and we're going to pray. We're going to pray this house on fire. Amen. Amen. Yes, let's give God a praise offering for that. And the youth has already volunteered that they will pray the the morning shifts from 12 o'clock until 6 o'clock that next morning. So, yes, I see. Some of them are shocked, but they'll get over the shell shock. But we will be there with you. We're going to pray with you. It's a wonderful time for us to fellowship and get together and pray this house on fire. Amen. Then concerning our giving you know something about giving and this is something that just dawned on me today we never initiate giving to God never never we always respond because we've got an example to live by God showed us how to give we when we give unto God only respond and it is how we respond that reveals the heart of our giving. Because you see, there's there's been this topic about, and it's going on for many, many, many centuries. How much should we give? Should we still tithe? Is it still applicable? And it's something that really, it it bugs me because the answers are very simple. The answer is in the Bible. But let me just clarify this today. Okay, we are not under the law anymore. We are under grace. The law dictated that every person had to pay a tithe. They had to give, not pay, they had to give a tithe. That was law. You didn't have to, but the law dictated that when you gave your tithe, there was a blessing. And when you didn't, there was a curse. It was obligatory. It was compulsory to give a tithe. But that was under the law. And we are not under the law anymore. We are now under grace. And some people will rejoice and say, great, so we're not under the, the, the compulsory giving anymore. But God now removes that which was the law. And He now tells us, when we give, it is no longer a forceful giving. It was never God's intention for us to give in any way like that or for Israel for that matter in the time. God wanted them to give to Him because He showed to them how much He had already given. And most people, when you tell them, you must give a tithe, they will try and match everything just to get exactly to that tithe. In the New Testament, God takes away the percentage. He says, now you must become, we must become, cheerful givers. He says when we give, our left hand must not know what our right hand does. So it means that we cannot manipulate giving anymore. We cannot predetermine. And then we may ask the question, okay, but how much should we give them under the New Testament, under the new law, which is by the way, a better covenant. The word of God says we are under the new covenant, which is the better covenant. Let's use an example. If you have a house or you have a car or you have a dishwasher or a tv and you want to replace that you want to get something better how do you know that what you are going to buy is going to be better it is because you have the present old one as a reference to work from you have the old house where you currently live in, you you call it old because you're going to buy a new house. And when you look at a new house or a new car or whatever new, you are going to improve on that because you want more than what you have right now. You're not going to buy an older TV or an older dishwasher from what you have already because you want to have something better, you want to improve. But what you presently have is the standard to measure things against. And everything you buy from there on in must be better than the standard. And so it is with the old covenant. The old covenant is not obsolete and useless. The old covenant was the basis and the standard to work from for us to give under the new covenant. So if the old covenant said we must give a tithe, the new covenant will say we must give at the very minimum and the very least a tithe but more. That is the challenge. There is so much more because the new covenant is better than the old covenant. How can we still give the same in the new covenant as how we gave under the old covenant? That is why God says, we must become now generous givers. Define generous givers. You cannot put a number to it because you give here as a generous giver and not from your pocket. I close off with an example and a true testimony. This woman, a divorced mom had three kids. And the ex-husband, he paid a certain amount a month, which was hardly enough for groceries just for one, one of the children. So it was never enough. So she battled and she struggled. And this is a true story. So she decided the little grocery m- money that her ex-husband gave, she was going to tithe on that. And it wasn't long after that that she got a job. And this job was at a, a, um, a cooking company. They asked her to prepare meals for a cookbook. So now they gave her money to go and buy groceries for what she needed to make. And then they would take photographs and put this in the cookbook. So now she didn't have to go buy groceries anymore. They gave her the money to go and buy groceries. And after the photos were taken to to, to present and uh, and to put in the cookbook, they told her, you keep the food that you have made. From giving a little from the grocery money that the ex gave her. She gave her tithe and her giving to God and now they were paying for her groceries. She just had to make the food, her favorite dishes, and the family ate from that and it was covered. Isn't this beautiful how God gives us so much more? Yes. Let's give God a praise offering. Five years ago, they made this, around about five, six years ago, they made this analysis and they say, if you take the whole world and you condense it into a village of a hundred people. They say out of the hundred people, they say here, 80 would live in unfit housing for human habitation. Seventy of those hundred people would be unable to read. Fifty would be suffering from malnutrition. Six of those hundred people, of, 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 of that hundred people, six of them would control more than half of the wealth. And only one person would be educated with a formal, with a formal education. That's if we condense the world into a hundred people. This is how the world is at present. If you take those six people and you make them Christians and you give them that wealth, that whole village would change They would start nurturing the people, equipping the people, teaching the people, and a village will become far more than what it is at present. This is the power of giving that you and I can impact through our giving to God. Because God makes more. We don't give because we initiate it. We give because we respond to God's giving. Amen. Amen. Let's close our eyes as we pray over the offering. Yes, let's give God a praise offering. Let's give God a proper praise offering because He's worthy. (laughs) Heavenly Father. We are always so grateful that in this church, even those listening to us via the live stream, Lord, this is a church that knows about giving. We know about tithing. We know that we respond to giving. So Father, as we give unto you, as we respond with our giving, we ask that you will receive that which we give because we give from a heart. We do not look at the left hand or the right hand. We give to you because you are worthy to receive what we give. Multiply it then. Use it to the benefit of your kingdom increase it and lord bless us then with more so that we can give more we thank you for this we honor you in this and bless the people who sow into this ministry so that the kingdom of god may be glorified expanded and the lost could be reached we ask this in the name of jesus christ and we all agree and we say amen amen wonderful
1: wonderful You know, the Lord sent me here to the West Rand in 1986, and we did start a Bible school. It was to become a powerful base for knowledge of the Word of God. For God had given me a verse, my people perish through a lack of knowledge. I began to realize their faith levels, all the people around me was low. And I realized that with that being said, How is it that if the word says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, people don't know the word of God. When they go into prayer, you know, the spirit, the word agrees. How do they then pray without knowing the word? I wanted to equip the saints fully so that they could be on a level that they could walk with God by faith. And also very importantly, the Bible school was not only going to be a place where people would learn the word it would also become a place where they would have a Holy Spirit upliftment experience. Matching those two things, people become powerful in the sight of God and powerful in the sight even of their enemies in the Spirit. So therefore, equip yourself in this and understand that God loves you and God wants you to be more than what you are just now. Even if you know the word, there's always place for more. Love you and bless you. Grow with us in the Word of God. Amen.
2: Amen. Come on, stand with us. Let's tell Jesus how much we love him.
3: all things have passed away. Your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace remains the core story.
4: yet sinners christ came for us and died for us and was resurrected so that we might live the resurrected life oh god so tonight father we come with thankful hearts and we pray let thy kingdom come and thy will be done in our lives in jesus mighty name let's praise the lord hallelujah Hallelujah, praise God. Amen, amen. You may be seated, thank you to the band. And they had to play my favorite song, the goodness of God, amen. Are you on fire, church? Come on, come on, be on fire tonight, amen. Amen, be ready, be ready. Be ready to be filled. The Lord gave me an instruction right as I were to come in and spiritual upliftment. God wants tonight to touch people, I'm saying it in the beginning, to prepare your heart so that Satan might not come and steal what God is about to do in your life. Spiritual advancement. There's coming an advancement. People need an advancement. You need that, I need that, you need that, every person needs that, amen. Amen. So there will be some laying on of hands for those who need an advancement in their life. Have you ever had a boss that suddenly gave you some advancement? You know, you did not expect it. You were not ready for it. You thought it always would happen to to that person, but then suddenly there comes an advancement in the spirit. So get ready to receive, amen. So, praise God. (laughs) Be anxious for nothing. Your life assignment is to be anxious for nothing. It's your assignment in life. How you do it is up to you. We know how to do it. I'll be talking about these kind of things. And it is connected definitely to prayer. You are the product of your prayer. Truly, where you sit now, you are the product of what you have put in. So my question is tonight, where will you be in five years from now? Where will you be? what will you look like? What will the effect of your faith be on your life and those around you? So get ready for the advancement, amen? Amen. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. One thing about my life, I have been a very anxious person, actually from youth, from a child. Whenever my brothers, they just, they fearless, just went into things and I would always hold back. Always fearful of the unknown, always fearful of the dark. Have you ever walked in a dark place where it actually suggests to you? Meanwhile, there's just no light. That's it, there's no spook. I've always been that fearful person, truly. Always been the skinniest person in South Africa when I was a young person like they are. Until Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. You are known by your requests. In heaven, you are known by your requests. And we limit God. We put God in a very small box when we limit Him with our requests. The limitation that we put on ourselves is the activation of anxiousness. When you limit yourself, you open the door for anxiousness to come into your life and to control you. And that is not God's will. Listen to me. It is not God's will for His children to be fearful. And there's a way to address it in your life. And if you have not addressed it, tonight you become an intercessor for you. Amen. Oh, this is a message for you. You see, you have not, for those of you who have not become intercessors, That's where the advancement comes. That's where dreams and visions, the power, the manifestation of God's power in a person's life, that's where it comes from. And tonight God is changing that for people. Tonight is the night. Amen let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you do not have the mind of Christ, then that is the starting place because that's the place where anxiousness is born and where it takes control of your life. Where no more you serve God, but you just exist from day to day. Just holding on. How many of you are tired to just hold on? It's time to take control. We are made in the image of God. We are power generators in the Spirit. And the prayer power in a person's life creates and generates the power that is produced from a Spirit that is connected to the Holy Spirit. Oh, do you? How do you see yourself? A generator. So here's the be anxious for nothing. It's one of the be attitudes that I have created in the King George version of 2022. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Have you ever read it? Well, say to yourself, Rudolf, the King. Rudolph's version for 2022, for the, the next months. I'm going to live my life and not be anxious. When the boss calls for something that causes anxiousness, I'm going to answer it with powerful prayer. Amen. Our lives need powerful prayers. Amen. So now I want you to go to Ephesians 6. You know this scripture. This is this is. The creme de la creme, some of the most powerful scriptures that Paul wrote concerning spiritual warfare. You might not know it, but right now your spirit is at war with what happens in the spirit. Either your spirit is stagnant or it's suppressed or it is limited by what you believe and by the amount of prayer that goes through your life. And it's not about actually the amount. Let me put that. It's about the effort, the connection with your God. In one short prayer, you can, you can sort out many, many things if it's connected to repentance. Amen. Okay, Paul said here, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That is a mouthful. That, that, that is not for pastors. That is for prayer warriors. <laughs> Amen. Right. Principalities. What is a principality? It's not Johannesburg municipality, but it's the same. <laughs> it's nearly the same. There's a mayor who sits there and he calls the shots. In the spirit, principalities call the shots. They report directly to Satan. Satan is, do you know that this planet belongs to Satan? Many people actually do not know that. That's, that's why they have not entered the effect of war. Do you know that all people actually belong to Satan? He purchased it with a lie. And he uses principalities to control strategic areas. In South Africa, there are specific principalities at work against specifically the church. Are they busy? Extremely busy. Look at the nation's sin, and then you know how that principalities rule. In Africa, animism. In Africa, there's tribal witchcraft. There's a lot of things going on in Africa. But there is a pure, beautiful, powerful church of God that God is busy raising up. Amen. Amen. And here's the good news. You are part of it. Here's the good news. You tonight are entering a new stage in your spiritual warfare state. I was led by my nose by Satan for those first couple of years. Truly, he controlled me. Man, anxiousness, you know, fear, worry. And I remembered at night where we bought a house in an in a area where most people would not buy a house. A dangerous area. It was a dangerous area. And... I didn't know about spiritual warfare and about, you know, demons and none of that stuff. But at night, I would be visited by these demons and I would be pressed down on my bed where such fear gripped a hold of me that I could not exist anymore. And I thought, what on earth is this? Why why is this happening to me? Like I said the last time, until the Lord said to me, have you had enough? Tonight, I'm telling you, I'm asking you, have you had enough? Have you had enough that your family are not saved? Have you had enough that those business contracts are not coming through? Have you had enough that you are staying on the same place? Have you had enough? You see, that's the place where a person gets pregnant. Now, men, you can get pregnant as well some good news to you to become pregnant with the things of God is to birth a prayer life Amen. and to birth things in the spirit is to become a prayer warrior see when god gave us the responsibility myself and gussie when we got our first home cell everything were against us the area where we lived the kind of car that i drove I actually didn't have a car. The kind of money that were transferred into my bank account at the end of the month, I needed much more than that. Everything worked against me. And now I wanted to be a leader. And Satan said, you a leader? You too skinny, man. <laughs> you need men with oomph. You're not one of them. You're not, truly, I heard these things in the spirit. You're not one of them. Stand back. Leave it to the big boys. Okay. And I said, okay, if that is the suggestion, then that is what I must do. Always in the spirit, when the negative come, or the thing that, the, the pacifying thing, the thing that says, step backward, leave it for someone else. No, you become that person. The prophecies, Yes. you become exactly that, that, that person. So if you're not a prayer warrior, then you say to yourself, man, little fools have seen nothing yet. We need that kind of people. You know, when we were young, myself and Pastor Ijo and Pastor Turin, but he's still young, you know. When, when, when we were young, we were committed, fully committed to the vision of this church, fully, only to that vision. And that's the powerful thing a person does when you commit yourself to the vision, because the vision is connected to the identity of a church in the spirit. And when you connect with that identity, you become that. And when you become that, you become dangerous in the sight of the enemy. Then he wants to silence you. And I've been silenced too many times in my life by Satan himself, by suggestions, thoughts, negativity, anxiousness, fear, depression. And God said, when God said, Now, have you really had enough? Then the prayer started. The prayer life started. And then, like I said, with that home cell, when the first person entered, well, the people that came, we did a multiplication and we just sat there that evening and now the thing started. What now? What, what do I do now? And the Lord said, okay, pray. Just Pray. Pray. And then the prayers are real, real. I'm talking about godly prayers regarding the lives of men, and I'm going to prove to you why it is so important for you to pray like never before. Because listen to this: the prayers we pray for others is the answers we get for ourselves. Many people do not get spiritual answers. They do not get answers because they are not praying for others. There's a blessing in praying the will of God in another person's life. When the will of God is enforced by you in the Spirit upon another person, what happens? The blessing that comes upon that person will definitely come upon you. So that's why Pastor Harold, when Pastor Harold says he never prays for himself, why do you think he's blessed? (laughs) Because he's praying for us. And God answers his prayers because God knows his needs. So if you see a need in another person, pray for that person. Amen. You pray for that and let no one knows you praying for that person. That's the key. Amen. Amen. I better get on here. It's, time is nearly up. Praise God. Daniel, you know Daniel, Daniel did not say, I bind the spirit of Persia. You cannot bind Satan, actually. Give you some good news. Satan cannot be gripped and put down because he's he's free to roam. So what do we bind? We bind plans. We bind actions. We bind his power. That's what we bind. If you've never done that, then it's time to get a spiritual advancement. For you to learn how to do it. That's why we have actually nothing to say with him. But we, on a Saturday, you'll see that we always come against working plans. Against the church. Against the nation. Satan is very much interested in the top leader of this nation. Very much. And the church is the only people that can affect that. Only people. Amen. So why is prayer so important? I've read to you that first portion, principalities, powers, rules of doctrines, of this age, the spiritual host of weakness in heavenly places. Now Paul goes on. Now Paul says in verse 13, therefore take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. There's an evil day for all of us. There are quite a number of evil days. Evil days needs a strong standing. We are experiencing many evil days now. Therefore, their prayer lives need to be jacked up. It need to get to a place of real, intense, focused, energetic prayers. Amen. So it says you therefore, take up with the armour of God that you may, may be able to stand within the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith by which you will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, taking the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. That's a lot. Wow. So Paul said, number one, prayer should be for the person next to you. Always remember that. Today your prayer life changes. You need to go before God and get a list and say, God, who are the people I am responsible for? If you don't have such a list, Satan has his way with those people. And God has a list for every person. So listen, now Paul goes on. Now now we get to the meaty part. Real meaty stuff. That's been, that's been sirloin steak. Now we're getting to fillet. Who wants some fillet? Everybody loves a good piece of fillet. Amen. Because it's so soft and so juicy and lacquer. But listen to this. Paul, Paul the apostle is asking for prayer. Can you believe? The apostle Paul is asking for prayer. How's that possible? That such a man of God would ask for prayer. We all need a lot of prayer for one another in the age we are living in. Listen to what Paul said in Ephesians 6, 19. He said, and for me, pray for me that the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. This is our personal assignment in the spirit. That's where boldness is birthed. That's the place where courage comes from. Dear church, if you are not courageous, you'll never be bold. If you are not bold, you'll never be courageous. Courage is in the spirit. When you take it from that place and you apply it to your life, suddenly God changes you into another person. Now you make certain commitments. You do not wait anymore. You make commitments. Oh God, as I step into my workplace, I am going to wait for the Holy Spirit to show me whom I must lead to Him. Now the time ends where I wait. Now it's I'm a sent one. You see, Paul said, pray for me that I may give utterance. Why, why? Paul was all about souls. We are missing it. We are missing it. Do you want a BMW? Oh, let me, Ferrari. Anybody, anybody up for a Ferrari? I, sorry, I m- messed up this one because Ferrari is the standard. Pray for people. God will bless you. I'm not saying let the motive be the gospel of Jesus Christ. The motive, many people, Many people want their needs met. If you want your need met, you meet it in the Spirit. Amen. And then what God gives you is enough. Then you deal with the flesh. What God gives you is enough. So now I exist only to do His will. And then Paul says says here, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He says there's a, there's, there's a speaking that is just me speaking, but then there's a speaking as I ought to. As the Holy Spirit dictates in my life. If you have not gotten to the place how I ought to do things, you will not experience the power that comes by that kind of devoted life. Why did the Holy Spirit come? He did not come for a weak church, He did not come for a Christianity that is, oh, shame. Christ died for Yiri Aramadan. He gave his life for me. Why don't I fully give my life to him? Specifically in the area of prayer. Do you want to birth new things in the spirit? Get praying. Get praying. Get praying. Praying in tongues as well. For those who do not speak in tongues, we'll deal with that as well. So now, here's the key now. The key is, if I must become this powerful person that God wants, how do you become that? How many of you have a desire, truly a desire, to be used of God? Yes, I see that. God has a great desire for you, but it can never happen in the flesh. It can never happen while we are in the flesh. Let me, let me show you how this is done. I have some beautiful scriptures here for you. Matthew 5:44 says, But I say to you, love your enemies. <laughs> oh, suddenly. <laughs> now, suddenly. That's where it starts, people. The power of Christianity lies in the words of Jesus. He says, "Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do not do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for He makes the sun rise over the evil and the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. You see our wrestling is no more against flesh and blood, but against these territorial spirits, against these things that controls mankind. Your prayers has the effect that takes that kind of power that control and blinds people to turn it around that they might be saved. Only through prayer. That's the greatest key of your life. Then, Here's how the Lord, how you do it. You see, we are, we are heavy laden. When, when we go on a mission, we pack ourselves. But yet the Lord said, when he sent out the 70, his instructions were, take nothing. There's a, key, there's a massive big key. If you take nothing, you are prepared in season and out of season like this. Because nothing weighs you down. And those men and women went out. Probably families went out. And they saw the greatest, the same miracles as Jesus did. They experienced. That's waiting on you. That's waiting on me. We must unpack our heaviness. We must unpack the things that bog us down. If your job is so important that it affects your prayer life, then pray about your job. The things that we commit to, the things that keeps us so busy that we never get the opportunity. To do something significant for our God. Because it's the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man that avails much. And that effective fervent prayer, the effective prayer is an energetic prayer. Put some oomph in it. Get some chutzpah. For those of you who do not know what it is. Put your back into things. Specifically prayer. Prayer. Man, it's time to put our lives, it's short man. The other day I had no gray hair and now everything is gray. (laughs) But the most wonderful thing was 23 when I committed my life to Christ. When I turned 30, I could say to my family and to the Lord, Lord, I did something in my 20s. When the 30s came to enter ministry, we were busy for the Lord. Many people in the church were busy. The most effective years is those young years. We need fresh legs. Amen, fresh legs. Don't, do never wait for another person to move. You be the one that's in the prayer meeting. You be the one that does that home visitation. You be the one that's positive. Amen. You be that one. So, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from here. The kingdom of God truly is love, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. Love, joy, peace. Now tonight you start praying for that miserable person in your life. All right. Do you have some miserable people in your life? Well, I don't. Not anymore because I'm praying. (laughs) So you say the same. Amen. Miserable. Everybody say miserable people. I am praying for you. you. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. I have another minute or two. 99% of problems in Christianity is because of prayerlessness. 99% of, 99.9% of your problems could be because you haven't prayed. That's so true. In my life, I can testify to that. Where I should have been prayed, praying, I've been so lazy. You lay and watch Dallas. Anybody know Dallas. Young people, go and watch what Dallas is. Very sinful stuff in any case. But I'm gonna read to you just from the Old Testament and the New Testament, who way we are dealing with. Pastor Harold is gonna come and minister on prayer and he said to us what he's going to do. But I don't think I must tell you. But I'm waiting for that. It's gonna be good. In Exodus 23, 20, This is the Lord Jesus. Listen to this. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way, to bring you into a place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice and do not provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and be an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Canaanite, the Hivite and the Jebusite. Hey, those are the people that need the prayer. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. So you shall serve the Lord your God and He will bless your bread and your water. You see right there, the blessing that comes upon my bread and my water. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill your number of days. I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among the people to whom you come. And I will make all your enemies turn their backs on you. Oh, I love that. An enemy that turns his back is a running enemy. That's good stuff. This is good stuff, I'm telling you. In the New Testament, listen to this. 1 Timothy 6. Fight the good fight of faith. Not fight the good fight of flight. So many people are fleeing the prayer room. The prayer place. The secret place. The church consists of two praying conditions. The secret place is one wing. Corporate prayer is another wing. If there's just Go and see if there's any bird that flies just with one wing. Such a bird doesn't fly. Such a bird walks. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many. This is Paul talking to a young man here. In the sight of God who gives life to everything, life is in a prayer meeting and of Jesus Christ, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, now he says, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time, for he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You see, prayer makes him known. Prayer is the one thing that activates the power of God in a person's life. So, how do we do it? I want to answer that for you. Paul as well right here. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Do they not come from your desires that battle within you? He says in Colossians 3.8, But now... Put off all such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, abusive language from your mouth. So, when you put on the full armor of God and you put on Tender mercies, loving kindness, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I go out. I I go out with dancing. I go out to be the good news. That when you have that attitude towards your wife, your husband, your children, your teenagers, your mother-in-law, then you'll be fine. See, those are wise people that said amen now. (laughs) Ephesians 4. He says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, quarreling and slander be put away from you along with all hatred. Do you understand why people don't pray? It's because the wells are plugged. To unplug a well is to let it go. Let God be. Amen. So now, church... Everybody bow your heads, please. If you have come into this place tonight and you know that your life is not right with the Lord, and you know that if you were to die tonight, you would truly end up in hell. And the reason why you are here tonight is the fact that the Lord brought you here and playtime is over. It is your time to commit your life to Christ. It's your time to renew the fact that you once served God and you are not at the right place anymore. If that is you, just put up your hands. Quickly put it up for me. If that is you, that's it. Raise those hands. Raise those. Lifted eye. Lifted eye. Show the Lord that you mean business here tonight. Yes. If you are that person, if you are that person, please quickly stand for me. Please stand. Please stand. I see those hands. Beautiful. Please stand up. Please stand up. Stand up all over the place. Please stand up. Do not let the devil take from you. Let the Lord restore you. There's some more people. Please stand up. You know you have come to this place to make right with God tonight. You know that you are fighting a fight that you are losing. But tonight the Lord is saying to you, it's a new day for you. Stand up, stand up. It's your day. Please stand up. Amen, amen. Please bring your belongings, come to the front. Just come and stand here quickly by me. We just wanna pray with you. Just come over here. That young person's. please just come over here. Just come over here, yes, amen, amen. This is so good, amen. Please come to the front, that's it. Come over here, young man, come over here, that's it. We all did this. We committed our lives to Christ and we were not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Saludis, thank you, Saludis, amen, amen. That's right. Just another two, three people over here. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Just another man here. All right, look at me. Your fight is over. Now God enters you into the kingdom of God. Please raise your hands. Pray after me. Say, Father God, Tonight, I ask you to please forgive me of all of my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that I now accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. I can now say, I am saved, I am healed, and I am delivered. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give them a warm welcome. Praise God. Amen. We just want to spend one minute with you. Please follow that pastor, and you are welcome back into the service. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. For those people who are not speaking in tongues, please come to the front. Any person here tonight. If you are not talking in tongues, that's good. That's good. Amen. Amen. Tonight is your night. Amen. Come to the front. Amen. Amen. Any other person, you are welcome. Don't be afraid. The Holy Spirit is extremely gentle. He's the perfect gentleman. If you feel what I experience in the Spirit, there's such waves. Amen. All right. Just need people behind them. Any person behind them. If you've never laid your hands on any person to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're that kind of person and must come and stand behind them. All right. That's good. That's good. That's it, Nick. Oh. Good stuff. All right. Pastor Jock. I'm going to ask you, just lay hands on them. And within a split second, you open your mouth and let your tongue roll. Boom, it's there. Father God, Lord, Lord, you said that streams of living water will flow from our innermost being. I pray right now for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, now speak. Move your, move your tongue, that's it. Speak, 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 speak. That's right. Close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you. Praise God. We are going to spend one minute with you in the side hall as well. Please, Salidas, please take them to the side hall and ensure that they do speak in tongues, amen. Thank you, God bless. We just wanna spend a minute with you. And please come back and show me that you are speaking in tongues. I'm waiting for you. It's just one way to do it. It's now. (laughs) Amen. Now for the spiritual advancement. It's a quick laying on of hands. It's going to be quick. Amen. While we do a song. While the band is giving us something powerful here. Marie, thank you. Let us get busy here in the front. God is advancing people right now. If that is you, please come to the front. Please come to the front and let the pastors just come and put anointing oil on your hands. Let us pray for the people quickly. Amen. Amen.
2: Draw me close to you. Come on, church. Sing with us. Never.
4: wants to use you open up your home he's got a mission he's going to send people to your home you are going to affect people's lives your time has come the power is going to manifest upon you from this night forward you will affect many people you've always had a powerful number plate now that number plate God has taken notice of you very much amen Amen. Praise God. Please lift up your hands. Let me pray for your church. Father God, Lord, as we stand here tonight, oh God, in our church, you are busy with a thing. Father, you are raising up new leaders. You are busy, Father, preparing the harvest that should come in through the lives of the people who stand here. Oh God, we stand ready. Lord, we are ready. Use us. Empower us. Lord, take your people and send them into the harvest fields. For we are ready, Lord. Say after me. We are ready. ready. Use me. me. Amen. 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 Go in the peace of God. Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Thank you. God bless. Have a great week.